Okay. Oh. Hi. Hi. This is self-love tribute. I'm back. I've been away for a while. I needed to think about what I wanted to do with this podcast. And to be honest, I'm still not sure. But I realized you don't have to know exactly where you're going to take the first step. And I have stories to tell, so let's go. I am coming back with a new short series called What It Means to Be Black. Obviously, it's about blackness, the experience I have of it, and how people around me deal with it. Of course, this series is based on what I experience and is not here to represent every black body's experience. We're all different. It's more of a journal entry of what's been on my mind over the last month about this huge, broad, majestic, undefinable topic that blackness is. So in this first episode, I want to talk about rage. <laughs> yeah, I know, funny shit. I know it's not something the world misses, but we keep it real in this audio art project and you might take away some good lessons from this story or just a good laugh. So listen up. This is episode one. The Rage Inward. Lately, I've been thinking about the oppression that minorities live on a daily basis. Might be microaggressions, might be worse. And more specifically, I've been thinking about how the silencing minorities experience outside their home end up happening in their own house, in their body, in their heart, in their mind. So here I was, me and my black queer ass, going to the gym on a Thursday morning. I was such in a good mood. The air was crisp and fresh, and I arrived at the gym, ready to sweat it all out. But first I had to make sure that I had drunk enough water. So I went to those water fountains in the middle of the gym. When this guy comes to me, he works there, um, and he talks to me in a pretty aggressive way. He tells me how the glass bottle that I use is not hygienic enough, so I have to change it. He also tells me that I should use the ones the gym provides, made out of plastic. My water bottle is made out of glass. But, and that's where it gets funny, my water bottle is a coconut oil jar that I transform into a water bottle. And that's when you know that I'm black. 
So obviously my queer black ass challenges what Sir says and Sir doesn't like it too much. He shows exasperations and shuts down the conversation by saying, just change it. Now, I'm not going to talk about this stupid incident because I know the bottle is just an excuse, but I won't ever be able to prove it. Microaggressions are part of my daily life in Berlin. It's the coward way to try making clear that I am other, that I am not welcome, that I am less, and that I shouldn't take up space. What I've learned with microaggressions, passive-aggressive behavior is when you react, you lose. So I decided to play it calm and cool. Now, was I mad? Of course I was. Um, actually, it was a little bit of a motivation in the gym. But more seriously, it made me think of the rage it creates internally. How do you let it out in a society that will so easily label you aggressive or dangerous? And when those incidents happen on a daily, how does it affect your physical, emotional, spiritual and mental health? Just to give you an end to this story, um, when he said, just change it, I just replied with those two delicious words, I won't but with a smile on my face, just to make sure that he knows I'm not taking this shit really serious, you know? Um, and it's funny how people react when they take for granted that you have to listen to them. It's really funny. But you know, I wish this incident was just a light anecdote that I can share over drinks with friends who will make fun of the situation. I wish this was just a Friday night anecdote. I wish this wasn't a lifestyle. I wish the oppressions minorities experience outside their home never end up happening in their own body, in their heart, in their mind. I wish. The worst part of oppression is you realizing you don't need them to police you anymore because you can do it better than them. I catch myself scanning at any given moment my environment because my body is so wide for threat. I police myself not to look too dangerous or threatening at all times. When I ride my bike, when I walk down the street at night. And the thing about the brain is, it takes way more time and effort to unlearn than to learn habits. Decolonizing your mind is a process you have to practice every day and you would never end, to be honest, because we carry the thoughts and behaviors of our ancestors, just like their fears. Sometimes I do, though, feel the small excerpt of time, this carefree attitude that is to me accessible only to whiteness and maleness. You know, this lack of fear. And when I catch myself in this state, I immediately think, is this what it's like to be white? That's why black joy is so precious. 
And when those incidents happen, it's always this endless conversation in my head. Should I speak up for myself right now? Should I speak up for myself right now? Is it worth it? And I guess there's no really right or wrong answer for those things. Sometimes it is worth it, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes you're just too exhausted. You just want to be treated like a white man. You don't want to talk about race or feminism or any of this ism. You just want people to leave you be. You just want to enjoy one night, one hour, one minute. And this goes not only to people around me, but also to myself. To leave myself be and not having this internal conversation or scanning my environment at any time is something that I have to fight myself about. I repeat this to me when a friend of a friend says something so ignorant about race or social justice in general. But it's a Friday night and I just want to enjoy my night. Just enjoy the night. Leave it. Ignore it. And sometimes not speaking up feels like you are kicking yourself in the stomach with your oppressor. It feels like guilt, it smells shame, it looks like cowardice, and it ends up in hate towards yourself. I think it took me serious self-hatred for me to start speaking up for myself, but also for others. Showers couldn't wash away their comments in the streets or their dirty looks. But I guess I was always seen as a difficult kid. So maybe I grew out of this discomfort pretty quickly. I never liked authority. I always felt like it was just another polished word to make me do things I don't want to do. And I also think that Authority is always given to the same kind of people. I come from a family where conflicts are avoided like the plague, where shame is a practice and rage is internally processed, but never externally expressed. Until I was 18, exactly 10 years ago, I was done. It was too much for me to bear. All this silence created too much weight inside, and those voices were just too loud for me to sleep tight. So I decided I didn't want to live anymore. And after my second suicide attempt and years of work, I promised myself I won't ever let me down. Not for others' comfort. One by one, I gave up all the masks I used to wear to avoid displeasing people. And I'm still doing the work. Don't get me wrong, it's always very challenging. But I don't blame myself anymore for those masks. I don't choose people who would never have my back, who use me to pretend they're not racist because they have a black friend, or people who don't want to do the work, meaning they don't want to decolonize themselves. Now I know that wearing those masks and feeling responsible for those people, trying to make them comfortable at all times is part of the oppression. And it's actually often necessary for people of color to get by. 
But I'm done getting by. I want to get free. I've learned it the hard way. Deep rage is not about them too much. It's about nobody seeing me. Nobody ever saw me. Nobody hears me. And now I face alone this lie that is my life. That's deep rage. This was Self-Love Tribute. Thank you for listening. This series called What It Means to be Black continues very soon. If this episode sparked reactions you want to share, you can email me at selflovetribute at gmail.com. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram at selflovetribute. I'm actually a visual artist, so if you want to check me out, please do. And don't forget to spread love and acceptance. Till next time. For me, to be black means to exist. It means to resist and to persist. It means to stand firm in my strength. My blackness connects me to those that have come before me, those that have nurtured me and are actively present in my life, those that have paved and continue to pave the way for me to have the courage to stand firm and beautifully in my physicality. My blackness means kimukoni.